Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to, no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E-2-0. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 136 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm a happy clam. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> and this episode is sponsored by Garrett Conklin. Thank you, Garrett. Thank you. Thank you. Today we will be discussing the first half of Chapter 11 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, the Sorting Hats new song. So make sure that you have read that chapter and you're ready to proceed your way through the details. And just so you know, yes, this is a split chapter. Hooray! More content! (laughs) I love how you sound so thrilled. I am thrilled. I'm just a little sleepy. But before we get into that, Megan has weekly profit news for us. I do. Send me an owl. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... The there is an organization called Transfiguration, or I'm sorry, Transfiguring Adoption. Um, they were meant to go to a bunch of conventions, but a lot of them have been canceled. So they reached out to influencers to try and help 
just like let people know who they are and how they can help and what they're about. So I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about who they are. Um, basically, they they help families of adopted children and foster children deal with trauma that pertain to those things. Um, and they kind of use Harry Potter in a as a as a fun way to get the information across because it's not necessarily something fun to talk about, right? Because with most adoptions, there's some sort of trauma involved. Whether the child remembers it or not is different, but you know, there most of the time there's some reason why the child has to be put up for adoption, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, um they have two projects that are out there into the world currently, and one of them is called Owl Plushie Adoption. So what you can do is <clears throat> go onto their website, which is transfiguringadoption.com, and then you can go to, um, there's a section called Owls. If you just type in transfiguringadoption.com slash owls, you'll see all of them. But basically what this whole thing is, is that every adopted owl comes with a story, with a real story of a foster or adoptive family struggle so that people people are able to pray for or send out positive vibes for that family. So the donation funds from these owls help Transfiguring Adoption pay for technology to hold weekly online support groups for foster and adoptive parents. And it also partially helps their nonprofit to pay for movies and video game reviewers who alert parents of harmful trauma triggers or cautionary points in various media and develop bonding guides for them. Um, so basically it just like helps adoptive families and foster families help the children in every way that they can. And that's what these funds go to. The owls are $30. They're like handmade. They're beautiful. They're super cute. Um, and again, you can get them at transfiguringadoption.com forward slash owls. I am definitely I can't buying one. I can't wait to get one and put it on a Harry Potter shelf. It's I know. Awesome. It's going to be super cute. I'm, mm. Swish is going to get one too. Like we'll post about it on our Instagram. We'll show you guys what they look like, what the story, like how it all is packaged and comes. But um, it would just be awesome if you guys would support them. And... Mm-hmm. Chris Rankin works close with this organization as well because he was adopted and I also was adopted. So it means a lot to me that there is an organization out there that does this. And then Transfiguring Adoption also has a second project that they're working on, which is an activity book to help foster kids. So um, did you? It says here, did you know that 100% of children in the foster care system and even children who have been adopted have experienced trauma or that 50% of foster parents in the U.S. will quit within their first year because they do not feel equipped to handle the effects of trauma such as PTSD, food issues, sexualized behaviors, night terrors, and more. And with every parent that gives up, a child's trauma is compounded. So nonprofit Transfiguring Adoption seeks to nurture foster and adoptive children by giving a hoot about their families. Um, A part of how they do this is by creating resources that can empower and better equip parents to help children in their care. So their next big endeavor is the printing and distribution of their first playful engagement activity book for children called A Guide to Magical Creatures Around Your Home. 
So a playful engagement activity book is not really like an entertainment book. It's more of a resource guide for families working through fear and healing trauma together. And the best part is achieving best part is achieving this through playful games and activities that provide families an opportunity to connect. Um, in order to effectively print this tool, though, they need to raise eleven thousand dollars because that is basically like the printing cost to get these books created before they can distribute them so they're mm-hmm. just asking for donations um so if you guys are willing and able you can go to helpkidsbook.com and um swish is going to make a donation they're asking they're asking for 110 people to chip in a hundred dollars to quickly reach the goal but any amount helps at all so if you guys have even $5, $10, whatever you want to give, if you're able to, that would be awesome. Again, you would just go to helpkidsbook.com. Love it. And we will post all of the links for you guys so that you know where to go on our social media and in the notes of this episode. This is so cute. They have little ties on them and I can't I handle it. <laughs> They're so cute. Oh my gosh. They're, They're so cute. super cute freaking adorable yeah i can't wait to get one i'll show everybody what it looks like when we get it yeah for sure but that's all i got awesome give it is it time it is time for the recap (laughs) so proper today i know my pinky was actually out at that time (laughs) mine's always out Pinky. When in doubt, pinky out. Yep. <laughs> All right, so we got to get back to Hogwarts. Harry, or I'm gotta sorry. Got to get back to Hogwarts. Hermione and Ron are way too important for Harry now, so they leave him Ooh. with Ginny and Neville. <laughs> um, but Harry sort of makes a new friend in Luna Lovegood, or at least eventually he will. I don't know. Uh, Malfoy's dumb. Uh, when they get off the train, Harry notices that the carriages he once thought were pulled by themselves are actually pulled by these giant like horses or maybe he's hallucinating I don't know and also where's Hagrid mm-hmm. where is he's Hagrid the important questions <laughs> uh, okay so I don't know why I have Harry are writing, writing. <laughs> Harry I think I would have said Harry and company are riding in the not so horseless horseless carriages <laughs> whilst talking and thinking about Harry because that's like the most important thing in the entire world um, so they arrive at Hogwarts they're finally in the great hall all the teachers are sat in their seats with the addition of a Tony Gross person sitting next to Dumbledore um, before long the first years are brought in the sorting hat speaks some truths Warning, warnings to everyone. I can't talk. <laughs> and then the students get sorted. Red house, greenhouse, foodie house, and the cool house. Oh my god. Foodie house. house. <laughs> Megan and I just get colored. <laughs> foodie house. I mean, that's super rude. Is there is there any any lies to what I just spoke? No. Yeah. No. no. I could be called the ambitious house. No, greenhouse. No. You sit on a house of snakes. <laughs> <laughs> Always moving. <laughs> Why did it have snakes to be snakes? Oh, goodness. Okay. Are we ready? Yes. Proceed. So, Harry is very uneasy 
about finding out that he and Luna were both seeing the same thing or in his mind it was the same hallucination because of like everything that he's heard about her and everything that he's already experienced on the train and he does not want that I don't know but he like doesn't know her yet and I mm-hmm. love the turnaround of this mm-hmm. because like right now he doesn't even want to be like thinking about the same thing as her seeing the same thing as her and later on they're like buddies just yeah. goes to show you gotta get to know people mm-hmm. am I right it's like Chandler Okay. There's a whole episode about people like not really liking, not not liking him, but like, he's like a person. He's really great once you get to know him. Could you be more off track? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Anyways, so he continues to say nothing about what we think are maybe horses while he was in the carriage, but he could not stop his eyes from watching the silhouettes of them moving outside the window. I feel bad for him. So, I don't know why I put this here. Oh, I was looking at Thestral. Got it. <laughs> we're not even there yet. Hmm? I mean, I know we're kind of talking about Thestrals, but you can go ahead and put this in. But whoever is, once they name them out loud in the book, we probably should revisit this. Well, yeah. Go we on. usually always do. Meh. Go on. I will. I'll proceed. Thanks, though. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> So the etymology of Thestral, the all, A-L ending, means of or pertaining to from Latin. Therefore, Thestral, all, Thestral, a one creature of or pertaining to the dark. So it said for this, it says, to my knowledge, there's no mythological creature called this, but many creatures are named this way in other older languages. So I thought that was pretty cool. I like it. Who knows how she uh, came up with that. So if you go to wizardingworld.com, not .net, <laughs> but actually, I had to search Google for this because, you know, <laughs> I don't think you can search for things on wizardingworld.com, but that's neither here nor there. So this article was published on August 10th of 2015. It was actually written by J.K. Rowling, and it is called Thestrals, oddly enough. So, manifesting as black skeletal bat-winged horses, but invisible to all who have never been truly touched by death, Thestrals have a somewhat... What? (laughs) I read this in, like, the episode before. You did? Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, I won't read it to you then. But, just as a reminder, (laughs) in centuries past, the sight of them was regarded as unlucky. They have been hunted and ill-treated for many years. Their true nature, which is kindly and gentle, being widely misunderstood. Thestrals are not marks of ill omen, nor their spooky appearance notwithstanding. Are they in any way threatening to humans, always allowing for the fright that is the first sight of them tends to get the observer. So, I wonder if Thestrals are, like, sad. Like, you know how dogs love to be pet? Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if Thestrals are like, yeah, I want someone to give me a little hug and, like, a pen in my head but like no one when they see them like wants to touch them they have Luna that's true I mean yeah. they have some people for sure Hagrid Newt do you think Hagrid Newt. can see them did he see his dad die I don't know I don't think it's ever said but I feel like it could because like later on in the book it said that like um, him and whatnot. no they're talking about what were they talking about something with Thestrals and like 
Hagrid grubbly point. Oh, they're talking about Harry's owl. So they're talking about Hedwig because something attacked her. That's something being umbrage. And, um, but they don't know this at this point. Mm-hmm. And Grubbly Plank is like, I don't think it would be the Thestrals because Hagrid has them really well trained. Mm-hmm. So I would assume that Hagrid has seen them. Yeah. I forgot Maybe that that happens. Him. Yeah, she's pretty awful. I was just listening to a chapter uh, later on where Filch is like sniffing around Harry for like the dung scent bomb. of dung bombs. Mm-hmm. And it's like she was the one that tipped him off trying to get him into trouble. She's just, she's just a Betty. Well, I'm like, Jiminy. when, when um, he's doing his lines and she's like, it hurts, but she's like taking pleasure in the fact that like his yeah. hand hurts. She's crazy. Like, you're not, you're not a good person. So I'll, I'll save this next article for later on when we get deeper into this book then. We won't dive into Thestrals just yet, since we don't even really know what they are. They're not named. This is all new to me. Unnamed. Yeah? This yeah, is all great. brand new information. <laughs> <laughs> So Ginny brings up the fact that Hagrid isn't there and the quote grubbly plank woman is there and she asks what is probably on everybody's mind which is Hagrid can't have left can he? Do any of them remember that he was sent on a mission? Like they, they probably like, they just, like he's not there. Like it gets there. Didn't Dumbledore but, say something in the uh, hospital wing or something like this in 4? They get yeah. there later. Four? But, like, also, no, maybe they just the, didn't not, realize um, that it would have lasted the whole summer. Well, it wasn't... Yeah, it well, wasn't like, supposed to. if you think to. about it, it's only two months. Yeah. Which is a long time, but at the same time, it's not that much time. Especially when you're traveling by foot. You know? Yeah. I don't know. So, Luna is the first one to speak on this. She said that she would be quite glad if uh, he did leave, because he isn't a very good teacher. <laughs> Harry, Ron, and Ginny um, immediately speak up in his defense and say that he is. Yeah, she's pretty terribly wrong. And then noticing that Hermione said nothing, Harry glares at her until she says something to defend him. And she goes, er, yeah, he's very good. I said, nice save. Nah. <laughs> sure, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's great. He's uh, the best. I think if he had a little bit more confidence in himself, he would be a phenomenal teacher. Yeah. In my personal opinion. He just lacks confidence, that's all. It makes him trip himself up. Mm-hmm. I agree. And when you yeah. have uh, kids who don't like to follow rules. Mm-hmm. Right. Get... I'm thinking exactly of Malfoy in that situation. Yeah. You it's fought. your fault that you got hurt. You literally right. cannot mess around with animals. <clears throat> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can't do it. So, Luna says, Well, we think he's a bit of a joke in Ravenclaw, said Luna unfazed. You've got a rubbish sense of humor then, Ron snapped as the wheels below them creaked in motion. Luna did not seem perturbed by Ron's rudeness. On the contrary, she simply watched him for a while as though he were a mildly interesting television program. (laughs) I can just imagine, like, them in close quarters in this carriage, and she's just, like, staring at him like she was staring at... Wasn't she staring at Harry? Yeah. In the train compartment? Yeah, she's just like... Like, I just wonder... I asked, what do you think Luna's thinking in that moment while she's looking at Ron? I just... I want to see the world from (laughs) Luna's eyes, man. I feel like... Like, what do you think's going on? Does she, like, read people's auras and stuff, like, in the book? Um, I just feel like Luna like is literally just like in her own world at all times. Like, like she's not thinking about anything. She's probably thinking about like an article she read in the Quibbler. I don't know. 
See, now, I'm the type of person where, like, I love people watching. I especially love to wear sunglasses where people can't see my eyes so I can stare at them and watch them, which is really creepy. But, like, I feel like you learn a lot from watching someone <laughs> like that. Like, if I'm sitting there, like, I feel like I would be Luna staring at Ron yeah. or napping. I probably would end up napping on the train ride to school. I want her to be thinking, like, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I should think a little bit more about this and Hagrid and all of that. I want her to be thinking that because I feel like she's a very um, forgiving kind of person. I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's the right kind of word. But I feel like if, if she was presented evidence then she would be one that would be willing to grow and change her mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She's not um, like not, narrow-minded. Yeah, you know what I mean? She's not, she's very, I would say she's very open-minded. She's open-minded for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's, that's a good word for it. So the carriages carried them down the road, and they passed between two tall stone pillars topped with winged boars on either side of the gates to the school grounds. Harry looked to try and see if the lights were on in Hagrid's cabin by the Forbidden Forest, but the grounds were too covered in darkness. So they keep going on and the castle's looming closer and closer and I want to see this view okay it says quote a towering mass of turrets jet black against the dark sky here and there a window blazing fiery bright above them don't you just want to see that mm-hmm. I mean like the first movie still gives me chills every time it slowly pans up from the boat there's Hogwarts yeah. oh my god it is so good. And it's kind of like when you walk around the corner at Universal and then it's like, yeah. 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 And it's so much bigger. Like the first time I saw it, it was so much bigger than I thought it was going to be for some reason. It's they huge. Did a good job. Yeah. 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 They, they really, really did. did. Forced really, perspective really, really makes it look pretty large. No, it's magic. Well, you guys. if you want to talk to the engineers that built it, it's forced perspective. <laughs> what a party pooper. <laughs> Sorry. It's smaller at the top and larger at the bottom, so it looks massive. Spoiler alert. Why do you do these things to me? Sorry. Clever. Wrecking dreams. <laughs> Day in the life of Meg. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> So the carriages jingled to a halt. I said, just regular jingle sound, or are we talking jingle bells here? (laughs) (laughs) So Harry got out first, and he checked around again to Hagrid's, but there's still no sign of life in the cabin. And he's hoping that these horses would have vanished by now, and he looks towards them again, and there they are. They're still there. They're still strange, still skeletal, and still staring with blank white eyes. The eyes are gleaming. Pretty, pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> no one's saying anything. It's the most awkward turtle section I've ever had. I'm just what listening. are we supposed to be talking about? You're supposed oh. to be like, yeah, gleaming eyes. Gleaming, oh my yeah. god. Gleaming I eyes. Like I don't know. I like skeletons. And they're gleaming. Thank you. Wow. Skeleton yeah, like things. Do like, you think that their eyes Mueller. are glistening with the ghosts of their past? Christmas past. <laughs> there are jingle bells on this carriage. These are... <sighs> this is what Jack Skellington should have used on his sleigh. Totally. Ooh! Ooh, ooh, draw that. Someone. Yeah, someone draw that. Yeah. It's cool. So Harry then recalls something from Sorcerer's Stone. Quote, Harry had once before had the experience of seeing something that Ron could not 
but that had been a reflection in a mirror, something much more insubstantial than a hundred very solid-looking beasts strong enough to pull a fleet of carriages. It just reminds me of the fact that when we were talking about Ron being a prefect and stuff, that when he looked in his mirror of Arizad stuff, I mean, it's not his mirror, but the mirror, his vision was seeing him as Quidditch captain and head boy. And then in this year, not only does he become a prefect, but he also gets on the Quidditch team. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But who gets Quidditch captain next year, huh? I mean, but they also leave school, so neither (laughs) one of them, like, finish their education. Magic school dropout. Also, does it matter? Does anything? He gets the girl that's all that matters. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) All right. Harry begins to wonder why he can see them and why they were invisible before. Because if you think about it, you know, he didn't see them before. And why can't Ron see them? Valid questions. I have a question. No. Do you think that it is just a missed a missed thing by Joe, a plot hole, that Harry couldn't see these at the end of fourth year? Or that he couldn't see them in general? Because, like, he has pretty vivid memory of the green light in his mother's scream. So, like, even... Like, I don't know. I just feel like he should have been able to see these forever. Well, I think maybe part of it is that, like, he, yes, he remembers the green light, but he wasn't told until he was 11 that how his parents actually died. So maybe, like, him's not fully understanding what happened and it took a long time. I don't know. I think a lot of stuff was added after the fact. So I also think, like, in my opinion, if it worked out the way, like, he watched someone right in front of his eyes die, he should have been able to see those Thestrals leaving school in his fourth year. Right. I mean, plot holes are going to plot, man. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what else to say. I mean, but honestly, like, if you were, if, you know, she covers this up, it it sounds legitimate. Legitimate! Um... You know what I mean? Yeah. I can more so buy the whole, like, she he's not going to see them until now because he didn't comprehend his parents' death. But I don't necessarily, I really truly think that she missed the mark by not having him see them at the end of five. Because, four. four, Because her just saying, oh, well, it has to, like, sink in. Like, I feel like that's such a cop-out answer. I I would agree. Eh. I don't really care. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it annoys me okay miss perfect invisibility cloak the deathly hallows are completely different <laughs> but are they are they they're more important say, to me yes they're well, different. let's talk about the horcrux okay listen it's probably the horcrux <laughs> that's why you didn't see it it was the dang horcrux <laughs> Hor- no it's the horcrux that's making him see the thestrals because the horcrux you're not connected wrong. to you're not wrong you're not wrong so many people you're not wrong he understands it fully you're and not wrong like, you die you're gonna die Y'all you're not wrong die. Pew, pew, pew. you're not die, wrong die, die. you're not wrong <laughs> all right let's go so anyways, Harry's all caught up in his thoughts and Ron snaps him out of it and they continue to go on into the entrance hall and it's ablaze with torches and echoing footsteps from the students crossing over the flagged stone floor. The start of term feast was about to begin and snacks. it reminds me that I'm hungry. Snack, 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 snack. Everybody! Quote. 
The four longhouse tables in the great hall were filling up under the starless black ceiling, which was just like the sky they could glimpse through the high windows. Candles floated in midair along the tables, illuminating the silvery ghosts who were dotted about the hall and faces of the students talking eagerly to one another, exchanging summer news, shouting greetings at friends from other houses, eyeing one another's new haircuts and robes. Again, Harry noticed people putting their heads together to whisper as he passed. He gritted his teeth and tried to act as though he neither noticed nor cared. I like the first part of that. The second part where they're whispering about him, not so much. But, you know. Don't whisper about people. It's rude. It's rude. Secret secrets are no fun. Secret secrets hurt someone. Luna left and went over to the Ravenclaw table, but Joe wrote that she drifted away. And I feel That's like that completely perfect. describes her movement. Drift away. So when they reached the Gryffindor table, Jenny was hailed over by some other fourth year students, and then the trio and Neville all sat together. Neville. I like how Neville. we're already getting more of Neville. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy I enjoy that very much. I like that my title is Jenny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little more Jenny. Oh, sorry. You gotta dude. set up the relationship. Well, sorry. like, I just like that because she's now dating someone, and Harry's like, "Oh, I guess she has been talking to me." Because <laughs> Hermione's like, "She's over you." <laughs> okay, I like that the title of my section is called "The Umbridge Woman." So, you're welcome. She who AKA, shall not be named. She who shall not be named, aka Dumbridge. All right, so they sat near Nearly Headless Nick, Pavarti, and Lavender. And Pavarti and Lavender gave Harry an airy, overly friendly greeting. And he was pretty sure that they had just stopped talking about him a split second before he came up next to them. Don't be dumb. This makes me feel bad for him. But media does that. So... Harry checks the staff table to see if Hagrid is there, but he's not. And Ron doesn't... uh, Ron is worried that he left. Harry is, like, in denial about it, though, pretty much. He's just like, no, he's fine. Like, of course... I can't wait till we talk about this. I know. Like, when he gets back, you mean? His story, yes. Yeah. Um, So Harry is really firm and says, of course he hasn't left, like stop it but Hermione's worried that he's hurt and again Harry is just like no he's fine he's fine he's fine he's fine he's fine everything's perfect she's not wrong he's fine um so no one can hear him Harry quietly suggested that maybe he isn't back from the mission Dumbledore had him doing over the summer and Ron sounds reassured by that but Hermione still looks worried um they noticed somebody that they didn't know sitting at the staff table next to Dumbledore and it was a woman talking into his ear. She's, Dude, personal space, yo. Personal right? space. Um, and shout out to Dumble because he's wearing deep purple robes scattered with mm. silvery stars and a matching mm. hat. Mm. Basically, he's got style, as Kingsley so would cute. say. I can't handle it. <laughs> but, like, so I have a question about Dumbledore. When does he go from, like, the suit smoking hot Dumbledore of 1920s <laughs> to like I've got a long beard and I'm whimsical and wearing long purple robes when he decided that comfort will always win yeah but like <laughs> I I know that we were talking about like comfort the other day or like someone was but like I am super comfortable in a pair of jeans you know and okay, I well shirt. maybe he's not 
but like, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, goodness. Um, so Harry thinks that this woman looks like someone's maiden aunt, or aunt, <laughs> as he would say. She's squat, short, curly. She has short, curly, mouse brown hair that she has placed a horrible pink Alice band. What is that? I should have looked that up. What is an Alice band? Yeah, what's wrong with you? I'm sorry. An Alice band. Oh, it's a headband. <laughs> it's a headband. Alice in Wonderland? Is that what it means? And funny enough, <laughs> oh, when, like when you search Alice band, the very first picture is a picture of Emma Watson wearing a headband. Is it really? Yeah. That's cute. Um, so she has a pink headband on, which matches the fluffy pink cardigan she wore over her robes. Thank you. She wear wait, wait. Yeah. What? I know. I Isn't know. Isn't that weird? <laughs> That's pink a lot cardigan of layers. Over her robes. That feels weird. I just I'm looking at Sarah's sleeves and I'm like, how? Are you shoving these gigantic sleeves? Do you have a cardigan? <laughs> Thanks for noticing. <laughs> no, I oh, do not have, have a cardigan. Over there. I put my sweater over my cardigan or my, what are these robes? Pull over. <laughs> All right, keep going. It's a cardigan. <laughs> <laughs> so she turns slightly and Harry is shocked to recognize her. He recognizes her pallid, toad-like face with prominent, pouchy eyes. That is a very... <laughs> positive description of somebody lovely um it's that umbridge woman she was at my hearing she works for fudge and that does not sit well with hermione so she scans the staff table and her eyes narrow no she muttered no surely not harry doesn't know what she's talking about but he also doesn't ask he was too busy watching (laughs) professor grubbly think that's like literally harry in a phrase I was going to say, it's the most hairiest thing I've ever heard. Hairiest? <laughs> um, he's too busy watching Professor Grubbly Plank, who is sitting in Hagrid's seat. So What? That must mean the first years had made it across the lake. Sure enough, the entrance hall doors open a few seconds later, and a long line of scared-looking first years come in, led by McGee, carrying the sorting hat. I just need Grubbly Plank to know that Hagrid called Seachack, and that's not cool. <laughs> She is. She's not doing anything I wrong. I don't. I don't not like her. You don't be mean to good old Grubbly. Yeah, she's fine. <laughs> she's super nice. She is super nice. But you know, there's rules. Seat check. Get up. Those goes, man. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I just wanted to say we. So we know that Dumbridge's color is pink, right? Yeah. Um. But. Why can't I make this go away? Okay, sorry. So I just did a quick search for, like, the meaning of the color pink, and I just find it super interesting because, like, she is polar opposite of the meaning of pink. Well, it looks and to I'm be sure deceiving, Megan. It's, it's a mask. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. because it is meant to be that looks can be deceiving. I'm sorry, Katie. You're murdering my thigh. So <laughs> pink, a delicate color, <laughs> means sweet, nice, playful, Cute, romantic, charming, feminine, and tenderness. That's a lot of Bob shorts. Literal opposite. Well, that's why she wears it, is because deep down, she is literally the opposite of every word you just used. Right. And she's got to put on a show. 
Oh, so she very much doesn't want people to know like her true um evil color. You know what I mean? She's like what did you say? Color. Okay. <laughs> but like under under the um Voldemort days, you know, she's allowed to like thrive a little bit with being she's just evil, you know what I mean? Like yeah. she thrives off of Harry ha- like his hand hurting from doing those lines, you know? Um I'm sorry, hold on. Pink. Um, God, sorry. Talking to me? Yeah. Are you done? Are you done? I think I'm done. Okay. I just really don't like her. Like it just no. bothers me yeah. a lot. I mean, we're gonna say that like I know. 30, it just really times. bothers me a lot that like she's able to make a Patronus, and like her happy memories is probably someone like really like probably Harry hurting his hand by doing lines. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's just truly an evil person. Yeah. yeah. She's. Uh, she probably wishes she had a lake. You know. Ooh. We don't know. Maybe she does. Maybe she does. Maybe she's a pond in her backyard. A, pond? <laughs> a puddle. A, a puddle. A puddle. <laughs> um, so pink is also meant to represent friendship, affection, harmony, inner peace, approachability. And pink gemstones are believed to bring about serenity, relaxation, acceptance, contentment, and to neutralize disorder or soften frustration. Which I find super interesting because that's exactly what the ministry thinks it's doing by putting her there, net neutralizing disorder that they see, right? I will, I will have, have order. order. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I think that's cool. Um, because it is very not her, but then the pink gemstone is, like, very what her purpose was, you know? So, like, it matches, but it doesn't. Um so the buzz in the hall faded and the first year's faces glowed palely in the candlelight a small boy in the a small boy right in the middle of the row looked as though he was trembling harry recalled fleetingly how terrified he had felt when he had stood there waiting for the unknown test that would determine which house he belonged so cute one would say that they're going into the unknown into, into the, the unknown, unknown. <laughs> Look at how small Katie's <laughs> section is. That's because she's reading. I am. I know. I have. I'm. I think read. Tiffany sabotages you, Katie. I think she wants you not to speak that much, so oh. she gives you the one sentence to read. That's such Tiffany. a Gryffindor thing to do. God. Yeah, yeah. You know me, Tiffany. I thought we were like besties. Uh, I always feel like she gives me large sections. It's because she likes you the best. Yeah. I'd rather have the shortest. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you have me sometimes I can understand like why and then sometimes I'm like I have eight pages of notes it's hard breaking these apart get out of my face breaking up is hard to do Katie Reed breaking okay. up yes. is hard enough Da-na-na. be quiet <laughs> say you have nothing but I called your bluff alright so McGee brings those first years up to the front she puts the hat down on the stool he starts singing, right? That's what he normally does. But this time... Are you going to sing to us? No. Sorry. Oh, come on. Sorry. It's really long. I don't care. Deal with... Or bear with me. Deal with me. I have a question me. before you start. No, go ahead. How many times has Harry seen this? Like, first year he was in it. Second year it was the car, so he missed it. Third year was the Dementors, so he missed the sorting, right? So besides his own, he's only seen two, right? Yep. Yeah, does he see okay. them next year? I think he sees it I next believe, year. I believe uh, uh, I talk about something related to that 
in the next episode. So we'll talk oh, okay. Okay, cool. Basically, Tiffany's like, we're not talking about it now. Goodbye, thank you. Well, you told me not, not to talk about that. Only because I already talked about them. Anyway, Katie. Read. Sorting Hat time. So read. this this one, the song's a little different from the last time we heard it. What, four years ago? Sing it. I'm not singing it. Sing it. You can sing it. No, sing we heard it. it. We Just heard, read it. We heard the one last year, right? Did we hear the third? I yeah, know. I sang it. Oh, you're fourth right. Fourth. Okay. Fourth. I'm sorry. I apologize. Anyway. <clears throat> okay. Sing it. In times of old, when I was new, and Hogwarts barely started. Oh my gosh. This is making me sad. You could sing it. The founders no. of our noble school thought never to be parted. United by a common goal, they had the self-same yearning to make the world's best magic school and pass along their learning. Together we will build and teach, the four good friends decided, and never did they dream that they might someday be divided. For were there such friends anywhere as Slytherin and Gryffindor, unless it was the second pair of Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw? So how could it have gone so wrong? How could such friendships fail? Why, I was there, and so can tell the whole sad, sorry tale. Said Slytherin will teach just those who an- whose ancestry is purest. Said, R- said Ravenclaw will teach those whose intelligence is surest. Said Gryffindor will teach all those with brave deeds to their name. Said Hufflepuff, I'll teach the lot and treat them just the same. These differences caused little strife when first they came to light, for each of the four founders had a house in which they might take only those they wanted so for instance slytherin took only pureblood wizards of great cunning just like him and only those of sharpest mind were taught by ravenclaw while the bravest and the boldest went to daring gryffindor good hufflepuff she took the rest and taught them all she knew thus the houses and their founders retained friendships firm and true so hogwarts worked in harmony for several happy years and then discord crept among us feeding on our faults and fears the houses that like pillars four had once held up our school now turned upon each other and divided, divided, sought to rule. And for a while, it seemed the school must meet an early end, what with dueling and with fighting and the clash of friend on friend. And at last there came a morning when old Slytherin departed, and though the fighting then died out, he left us quite downhearted. And never since the founders four were whittled down to three have the houses been united as they once were meant to be. And now the sorting hat is here, and you all know the score. I sort you into houses because that's what I'm for. But this year I'll go further, listen closely to my song. Though condemned I am to split you, still I worry that it's wrong. Though I must fulfill my duty and must quarter every year, still I wonder whether sorting may not bring the end I fear. Oh, know the perils, read the signs, the warning history shows, for our Hogwarts is in danger from external deadly foes. And we must unite inside her or we'll crumble from within. I have told you, I have warned you, let the sorting now begin." Question. Answer. Is the hat a seer? (laughs) 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 But, like, the signs. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. (laughs) I think it's one smart hat. I'm I'm half kidding. Oh, we know. We know, Tiffany. Like, maybe, but, like, you sit in Dumbledore's office, so you know the stuffs. I think he, I mean, the Sorting Hat's been around for a thousand plus years, right? Dude's seen a lot. Like, yeah. history does repeat itself, so it's like, mm-hmm. listen, why don't we uh, wake up and see what's happening? Here's a warning before it gets too bad. Yeah. I wonder, too, if being in Dumbledore's office, like, he sees and hears, well, I mean, not sees, but he probably, like, hears things. 
Of course. So, like, he knows. Yeah. I just said that. I wasn't listening, sorry. Clearly. But I agree with you, Tiffany. It's the Horcrux. <laughs> <laughs> I did say that. <laughs> but this is the first time in Harry's memory <clears throat> um, that there were mutters and whispers after the hat sang. Like, usually there's this big Instead round of, of applause. Yeah. I mean, but he's yeah. only ever seen it twice. That's true. No, yeah. That's true. <laughs> But still, um, not to be like nitpicky or anything, Harry. It's the Horcrux, all right? It's true. But Hermione has seen him all the years, and she even agrees, so... Yeah. But anyway. Well, so yeah. Ron, Ron's like, it really branched out a bit this year, didn't it? And Harry's like, yeah, <laughs> right I would over say. Right over his head. <laughs> <laughs> so the Sorting Hat usually just in his song describes the four houses and then would sing about sorting the new students and Harry can't remember it ever giving advice before and Hermione kind of wonders that out loud like yes no I was just wondering like what do you think Umbridge is thinking of this song she's probably she's like probably it's like, all a lie dang it. <laughs> dang detention. It. I wonder if she's even listening detention hat <laughs> she's probably like thinking of what she, how she's gonna do her speech and like oh no her I think she's taking notes on how every little thing is done so she can go to fudge and change it <laughs> how, rid of the hat. how would they change the hat get rid of it burn what it. are they gonna do burn it I don't know Put what it house in you wanna be in red green foodie or the cool house <laughs> I can't stand you pick one everyone's gonna wanna be in the cool house no foodie we have food that is, that is a good house right that is a good house Anyways, continue on. Anyway, so Hermione does wonder that out loud, like, hey, has the hat ever given a warning like that before? And nearly headless Nick, who they're sitting by, says yes. And side note, he leans toward her and leans across Neville, and he winces, because apparently it's very uncomfortable to have a ghost lean through you. I bet it feels all cold and Mm, dusty. Isn't it supposed to feel like you're dumped in ice water or something? I would not be pleased. So he starts to say, the hat feels itself honor-bound to give the school due warning whenever it feels, but he's cut off because McGee is uh, giving the sort of look that scorches to anyone who's whispering, so he shuts up right away. (laughs) Uh, So once she thinks that the students have calmed down enough and it has suited her fancy, she goes on with the sorting. It's sorting time! Do it. Red house! Green house! (laughs) Booty house! The cool house. <laughs> sort them that way. Well, there's literally you can't yell two... Gryffindor. There's only two kids sort <laughs> that we the know two. of. Um, so obviously McGonagall has the list of the kids' names, and she starts <laughs> to read them out one by one. You know, to find out what kind of person they're going to be for the rest of their lives. I mean, what house they're going to be until they leave Hogwarts. So Abercrombie and Fitch was up first. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> But really, his name's Ewan, Ewan uh, McCrombie. I don't know why I wanted to say McCrombie. <laughs> I think it's because I wanted to say Ewan McGregor. <laughs> what? I don't know. That's oh. how it like, makes me think of. So Harry noticed um, that he had prominent ears. So prominent that the hat, had the ears not been as prominent, would have fallen to his shoulders. But they didn't. Um, and then after a moment of being on his head, it yelled, Red House! aka Gryffindor <laughs> and then he went to go sit at the red table every Great. single time you say red house I just think of roadhouse <laughs> so I wanted to see if there's any information about this Mr. Abercrombie and Fitch guy on the internet <laughs> Sure. I almost called him Mr. Model <laughs> Mr. Model <laughs> um, so obviously we know that he attended Hogwarts 
Um, this is from the fandom wiki page. Um, and he was the first in his year alphabetically. Um, and he was the first one to be sorted into Gryffindor. And it says he was a small boy with prominent ears who looked terrified. Um, and he believed in the Daily Prophet's smear campaign against Harry Potter and looked at him fearfully when Harry tried to smile at him. So, like, but do we know? Or is he just like, I'm a scared first year, and that's Harry Potter? I don't know. Possible. And it says Abercrombie, this is the etymology of the name, Abercrombie. Abercrombie. I don't know why I'm struggling to say that word. And if I say it 50 times, it's just going to come out different each time. All right. It's a surname of Celtic or Gaelic origin. It comes from the name of a parish in Fife, Scotland, on the north northern shore of the Firth of Forth. <laughs> Who knows if this is true? It says, whence the predes- Whoa, possessor took his surname from Aber, marshy ground, a place where two or more streams meet, and Crim or Crombie, a bend or crook, Aber in the Celtic and Gaelic, also in the Cornish British. This just sounds right. Wrong. Signifies the uh, confluence of two or more streams, or the mouth of a river where it flows into the sea. Hence, it is often applied to marshy ground, generally near the confluence of two rivers. It's just a lot of two rivers. Um, it also sometimes means a golf or a whirlpool. And it says Ewan is of Scottish and Gaelic <laughs> origin, meaning born of you or youth. Um, it also means little swift one in Irish Gaelic. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> little swift. Um, Fast, young, two rivers. Got it. <laughs> Great. And then they also... <laughs> on, um, we talked about this in our show episode. That there's like a new incorrect um, oh, yeah. thing called HarryAlbusPotter.com where like they because we were like reading it and it was talking about Cho's daughter and it gave all of this information that was very detailed <laughs> and we were like very it's not, not canon. Like, <laughs> this is not true um, and so I just wanted to read his what's on this one though is the exact same bit that's in the um on the other, the fandom wiki, but like for the other person that gets sorted, I think she had a little bit more information on her, um, her Abercrombie, not Abercrombie, her Harry Albus Potter fandom.com. Her Abercrombie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so then all the rest of the names were read. All the students got sorted. Uh, Ron is really hungry. Um, and they finally arrived the last student and it's Miss Rose Zeller. And she was sorted into the foodie house because, you know, she likes food. Um, And so then McGonagall takes the hat and the stool and puts them wherever they need to go during the rest of the year, like at this point in time, so she doesn't go to awful. Whatever. But I'm going to (laughs) read to you (laughs) about Rose Zeller. So from the Wikia. Rose. um, So we know that she obviously, Hogwarts, 1995. Hufflepuff House. She was the last person of the year, of that year being sorted. Well, yeah, that year. Um, the ro- And then it says etym- etymology is the name Rose was originally a Norman form of the Germanic name, which was composed of the elements um, prod, fame, and hide, kind, sort of type, um, sort type. It was introduced to England by the Normans in the forms of Rose, R-O-E-S-E, um, or Rojas. I don't know if I'm saying that right. From an early date, it was associated with the word for the fragrant 
Frig went. What is wrong with me? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you and I'm Fragrant? like, you going to make it? <laughs> no, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> We're, We're not, not going to make, make it. I'm not going to make it. We're not oh, going to make it. it. <laughs> um, so it's associated with the word for the fragrant flower. <laughs> Rose, which is derived from the Latin rosa, and when the name was revived in the 19th century, it was probably with the flower in mind. Hmm. Um, that says the name Roseller is probably sim- pronounced similarly to Rosella, one of six species of native Australian parrot. That's cool. Um, Do you think that was the one that uh, Sirius used to deliver letters when he was on the <laughs> Yes. Sure. <laughs> Um, and so on the on her Harry com, there's a little bit more information. Give it to me. I want to know. So um, obviously we know that. Oh, okay. So she used to be Zeller. Now she's married after oh, school okay. to a creevy. Oh. So she's Rose. Um, obviously her last name. Was Zeller, so she was the last person to be sorted in alphabetical order. She shares a name with the future daughter of Hermione Granger and Ron Weasley, Rose Weasley. Though this is presumably coincidental. Oh. Um, in third year, Rose was present in the Great Hall during the speech um, of the director Snape. <laughs> what? I don't know. Okay. It was relatively close to Owen Caldwell. As Harry Potter is revealed to school, Rose cannot fight in the Battle of Hogwarts for being underage. Yeah. I don't think that was stopped. Didn't people still fight? Yeah, well, yeah. some people did. Colin did. Um, in her fourth and fifth year after the war, Rose ha- can return to her normal classes at Hogwarts during the 1998-1999 year. She fell in love with Dennis Creevy, who was now part of her class to have been one year out of school. In her fifth year, she finally had the courage to give her first kiss to Dennis, and they started dating from there. And then it says, after Hogwarts, it says life after. She possibly got a job. And a few years <laughs> later, you're Dennis. And then she um, gave birth to her first child and only son, Cameron Creevy. Where is this? And then, Cameron. And then she, Rose and Dennis divorced, and she married a second husband named Alpha Potter and had one her only daughter, Luna Potter. Maybe they meant to say Elvis. I don't know. Huh. Um, I just want to clarify with everybody that this website is fake. <laughs> well, it's like it's almost like the fan fiction of the this yeah. person's fan fiction wiki. You know what I yeah. mean? Well, so just in case anybody cares, um, Alpha Potter is Alpha. Yeah, like a like Alpha, like Alpha Omega. Omega? Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. So. Alpha Gerald Lloyd Potter was an English half-blood wizard. He was the second son of James and Lily and the younger brother of Harry Potter. What? <laughs> oh, my God. I want to read, read this the picture, The picture of this person is a very good looking. Is a very good looking? Yeah, he's very... I'll show you. <laughs> alpha Gerald Lloyd Potter is Give very good looking. Give me the alpha. Looking. Oh, my... Um, I just think it's like a bit of fun. So if you guys didn't like that, sorry, but I think it's very funny um, that whomever is writing because I think anybody can edit these. They're very creative people, <laughs> but none of that thing. is real. So we don't know anything really except for their houses, for Mr. Abercrombie and Fitch and Miss <laughs> Zeller. <laughs> can we talk about how Lily and James went from naming their child Harry to the next one being Alpha? 
Well, like, what did I say? It was Alpha Gerald Lloyd Potter. What? <laughs> Gerald Lloyd. Oh, my goodness. Gerald! Hey. I want to know what fan fiction this is from, and can I read it? Yeah. I don't, is it from a fan fiction? I don't know, but I would I mean, like I would like you know, it to be. Okay, but from our Discord chat, where is Beta Potter, Omega Potter, and Gamma Potter? Where are they at? <laughs> They're somewhere. Oh, gosh. Um... So all of the, just again, all of that is not true. Um, so then, <laughs> that's a lie. <laughs> so that was Five. all a lie. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, so students are sorted. They're all sitting where they need to sit. Um, and then Dumbledore makes a mini speech, and he says to our newcomers, "Welcome to our old hands. Welcome back. There's a time for speech making, but it is not. But this is not it. Tuck in." That's so my man. Everybody's clapping and cheering, and they're like, "Go Dumbledore! Yeah. Go Dumbledore!" Yeah. Um, and so he throws his beard yes. over his shoulder when he like goes yes. to sit. Yes. And I said, "I was Does gonna it while that. And bro. Can I, you tie it in a knot? Can you tie it in a bow? Can you throw it over your shoulder? Do you what know the it? next line? I don't. Like, there you go. Yeah. Does your beard hang?" Hey. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, so he throws his beard over his shoulder. I would like to think that uh, Umbridge was hit by some rogue beard hair. <laughs> I'm into that. I'm into that. Rogue That's beard. a head cannon. Rogue beard Maybe hair. some of it like fell into her food and now she's eating hair. You're eating hair! I don't know. But alas. Earwax. <laughs> <laughs> the food has appeared and it, it literally says in the book like there was so much food on the table like that the tables were almost buckling under the weight of the food. Dude. And, like, I don't see these as, like, you know, those plastic tables you bring out when you have family over for parties. No, these are, like, these are solid. Like hefty, these are like, some oak tables, these are you hefty, know? hefty, hefty, hefty. Not. <laughs> wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. That's right. You're not wrong. <laughs> so what there were. What are we eating? Vegetables, bread, sauces, pies, flagons of pumpkin mm. juice. And Ron was a very happy camper, and he literally started with a plate of chops. It doesn't say what kind of chops, but he was piling chops onto his plate. A plate of so, chops. Just I just feel like it's a heaping plate of chops. Yeah. yeah. So there's like meat, cheeses. I don't know if there's cheeses. I would assume because like who doesn't like a good cheese spread? You know what I'm saying? I don't a like crudite. cheese. Do you think that there's Yorkshire pudding? Because I hope that there is. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. It's like a Sunday roast, but like I would literally brand. eat Yorkshire pudding daily if it was at Hogwarts. <laughs> probably sausages. It's probably buttered peas. Oh, man. That sounds so good. Covering dessert. That's right. You know? Yep, yep, yep. I want all the puddings. All the puddings. And so while Ron is like, you know, shoving food onto his plate to shove in his gullet, Sir Nicholas kind of watched on and been like, oh, I wish I could eat food. Dude, can you imagine? That's so sad. That's why I wouldn't be a ghost, man. That's why she wouldn't be... No ghosts are in Hufflepuff because they're the foodie house. I'm just kidding. They do have a ghost. I was like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> he just I shares I might feast. avoid the feast. Mm-hmm. So that's the end of the first half. So we're moving to the lightning bolt round. What do we got? What? All right. Would you want to see? Give me five items. Jeez. Well, Yorkshire pudding. Oh, I guess you're going first. Okay, Megan, go first. Name (laughs) name your five. Okay, Yorkshire pudding, some good, like, English cheeses, 
Um, like a good English cheddar. Like, that would be great. Um, oh, my God. It's her dinner. <laughs> mashed potatoes. Okay. Roast beef. Mm. And buttered peas. I thought you were going to say roast beast. I was like, are we in the Grinch? What was it? You said buttered peas was the last one? Yeah. Okay. Catherine? Um, pizza. Oh, my God. I <laughs> <laughs> me think of a lot of, hello, pizza? Uh, hello, pizza? Macaroni and cheese. Uh, like, the good the kind. The American. Man, the good kind. Bam. Um, some Beyond Burgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe because I just have one today, so I really want. What one. kind of what kind of pizza would you want? Um, all Please? the veggies. Mm. I like a mushroom and onion pizza. Ew, not those veggies. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Banana peppers. Banana peppers. Artichoke. A- tomato. Mm-hmm. Um, help me out here. Green pepper, you like green pepper? Green pepper, Kalamata olives, broccoli, broccoli. Yeah, ooh, it's good with balsamic on it. Basically, my five items would be all the toppings on my pizza. I want a pizza buffet. They count. They count on the pizza. They're not. You don't. You you keep going. I am so hungry. I know. Me too. Oh my god. You got your bacon cheese. You got your Beyond burgers. What else? S'mores. Oh, okay. You don't have to think about desserts. I want to know food, I, not food. dessert. I want it for dinner. Okay, oh I'll allow. I'll allow it. One more thing, right? Yeah, traditional one more thing. s'more. S'mores. What's that? Would you have a traditional s'more, or would yeah. you have like chocolate chip cookies instead of graham crackers? No, what? traditional. If you never or like oh. a Reese cup instead of chocolate. No, traditional. Oh, oh man. And then, that's another of my favorite foods. I'm surprised you didn't throw Yorkshire pudding on there too, because you love it. Yeah, Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, what would you like to eat? I'd like an aged prime ribeye. Okay. Mm, mm-hmm. I'd like mashed potatoes. I'd like roasted broccoli. Mm, mm-hmm. I'd like a uh, meat and cheese tray, please. And then some big league chew. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh gosh. Sasa. Um, I would probably do like maybe a prime rib. Mm. Okay. Yes. Probably do a prime rib. Yes. Um, I'd do some roasted veg. Specifically I'd do like a medley, but it would be like broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, onions. You gotta throw garlic in there. I don't really consider that anything but a seasoning. Um I'm trying to think what else. Potatoes. Maybe roasted. Uh, you could roast those with garlic and onions and bacon. You don't have to have the bacon, but it also is just delicious. Um, what else would I want? Um, Sorry. Maybe some roasted chicken. How many are you at right now? Four. All right, what do you the fifth? Um, and maybe like cheesy potatoes or something. So you'd have two potatoes. I'm Irish. My gosh, you're <laughs> so <Irish>. versatile. <laughs> they are. I also, that's like an awesome hobbit dish. There's many ways to eat but, a potato. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You can mash them, boil them, stick them in a stew as and how the song goes. 
Mash yeah. them, boil them, put them in a stew. Mash them, boil them, put them in a stew. Potatoes. Hold on. I just need to tell everyone right now that my best friend just texted me and goes, <laughs> Please be I made potatoes. mashed potatoes. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Perfect. Oh, All that's right. hilarious. From the chat, here comes Vinny. Do you think Filch needs to light more torches for a bigger effect for the first years? Yeah. You gotta Wait, make it again? loud. Do you think Filch what do has I, to what light- What am I doing? Do you think Filch needs to light more torches to have a bigger effect for the first year's first mm -hmm. glimpse of Hogwarts? For sure. Yeah. And he'll probably complain the yeah. whole time. Vinny also would like to know, did, did Thestrals always- have Thestrals always been at Hogwarts, or was that a Dumbledore thing? He would be interested in researching them with their relationship to the Hallows. Ooh. I bet you they've always been there. I feel like that, too. I feel like they've Didn't probably always think, been there. Um, I think they're native to that land anyways. If well, I had let you, Tiffany finish reading I was the article just gonna that say I had that. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Oh, gosh. Uh, Mia asked... Yeah, it says Thestrals are native to the British Isles and Ireland, and they have been spotted in parts of France in the Iberian Peninsula. So, oh, yeah, I, I bet you that they've always been there, and they probably have been used to carry the whole... Or at least maybe not the entire time, but... I bet they feel safe there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mia would like to know, what would you have pull the carriages in lieu of Thestrals? Tiffany. I'd carry you. <laughs> I would have Sven pull my carriage. Like a wee babe in my arms. Um, I like Sven. Like Pegasus. Sven, yeah. I like Sven as well. He would do it for carrots. Reindeers are better than people. Um, lions. And tigers. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> oh my! What would you have it pull? Maximus from Tangled. Yeah. Yeah. I'd get the do job that. done. I would say, like, those winged... Was it winged horses that had the Bobatons carage floating in the air? Those giant ones? You want some of those? Yeah. They only drink single malt whiskey. Or maybe they could be, like, on a loop. Like, you know, where they're just constantly moving. Do they have to be animals carrying them? Like, what if the animals don't want to do it anymore? I don't know. I wonder if you could animate the car carriages to just move on their own. I'm sure you could. Horseless. I mean, without anything. Pushing. I think the Thestrals like their job. Carriage yeah. El Muvio. Carriage <laughs> El Muvio. <laughs> I would have Patsy pulling. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kelly would like to know if you could choose one color to wear for the rest of your life, what would you wear? Black. Black. <laughs> it's basically yeah. what I wear now. It's also um, very classic. Everyone looks good in black. Agreed. I've never seen mm -hmm. someone like not dressed like they they always look nice. You know what I mean? Yep. But cat with black hair. I don't have I don't to worry have that about issue. that. Also, I've seen like. <laughs> They're, they have things to get hair off of people's clothing when they have it. Alright, Katie, what color are you wearing? Don't I'm say just yellow. saying that lint rollers only work so well. Coming <laughs> from a cat owner. Um, I guess black. Yeah, I would, <laughs> I would also do black. <laughs> what about the cat hair? 
Well, if I was a wizard or a witch, then it would be a lot easier to keep cat hair off my clothes. Right? Yeah. Lint rollis. Right. Cat hair removio. Cat hair removio. Got it. Emily asks, can an object be a seer, or do you have to be a human or creature? It's the hat has brains, man. I, was, I think it's with the you know hat. It's saying? like a different type of thing because it's a sent. To me, it's a sentient thing. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, you know, he's able to have conversations with Harry and other people when they put the hat on him. Yeah, right. Uh, he's got a brain. I agree. Yeah. Um, Kelly asks, "What other ways would you want the Sorting Hat to sort students?" What do you mean? Um, a task. I do and. I, I want do them enjoy to have a marathon. A marathon? <laughs> I want them to um, have an obstacle course that they must the pass. The whole stinking Triwizard Tournament. Yeah. Every oh kid my has God. to do it. <laughs> That's so awful. <laughs> I want them to fight to the death. Oh, and when, oh they, when they are God. done, they get to pick which house they want. You're the worst. <laughs> like the Hunger Games. No, I, I, really... want it to be, I want it to be a cootie catcher. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like puffs. Oh my God, yeah, like puffs. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's it. That's it. I like what they're going to do is they're going to sit them down and they're going to ask them, all right, you've eaten a Dairy Queen ice cream cake. What flavor do you like the best? And if they say the crumbly bits, they're in the cool houses. If they say, like, the vanilla, you're not in the cool house. That's why Meg is a Slytherin. <laughs> but if they, like, love the whole thing, then they're a Hufflepuff. What if they literally, like, just, like, drew the you know, name of the know, house out of the I hat. just thought this. So this is my thinking. If you're eating a Dairy Queen ice cream cake, oh my God. if you like just the vanilla or maybe even just one part, you're in Slytherin. If you like the crumbly and the fudge bit, you're in Gryffindor. If you're a Ravenclaw, you eat it strategically. So you don't eat it all at once. You're eating, like, the crumbly bit, then the fudge bit, then the ice cream bits, and then, like, the stuff on top, like, the decorations. But if you love the whole thing, you're a Hufflepuff. All right, now I need if it was by that logic, I'd be a Ravenclaw. I think I'm. I need too. But what's your favorite part to do this though? I need I need this to be a thing. Like it needs to be <laughs> something on the group. I need to know if you are 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 you in the right house according to the way that you eat an ice cream cake the way Sarah does. And what's your favorite part? Okay, that's but also important. It. it I am in the right house according to you. <laughs> but I'm also in the right house according to me. <laughs> but Megan's her claw. Katie? I'm I'm partly all of it, but I always save a little bit of Why that fudgy a- cookie <laughs> part for myself. Like, for last? Yeah. But I do enjoy all of it. I mean, like, if I had to pick my favorite part, yeah, it's the vanilla part. But You're nuts. But That's I, so weird. I just don't get it. But <laughs> I do strategically eat it. Like, I eat layer by layer. I don't eat, like, a little... What do like, you save for little... last? I actually save the... I save the vanilla for last. <laughs> the most bizarre thing <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> It's just classic. Oh, look, Vinny agrees. Yeah, that. He's okay. A yeah, we're both Slytherins, oh. Vinny. That's well, if we're talking vanilla and chocolate, I mean, chocolate will always win. For sure. Um, <laughs> I like how Ilvermorny does the sorting, though. How, like, the different houses yeah. would present themselves to you, and you would you would choose based on who presents. That's pretty cool. You but don't like, know. But, well, but yeah, like, you what can if choose no when they present, but if you, only one pops up, that's the one you're going to get. Right. Yeah, I know. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, okay. <laughs> mm. 
Uh, next one. Last question. <laughs> this Great, has been wild. <laughs> Great Triton asks, if the Ministry had taken over the school, do you think they'd change the sorting method? Probably And not. if so, what would they change it to? It would eventually so. have gone over to all Slytherin, like <laughs> Voldemort wanted. <laughs> It yeah, would be like Slytherin would. and the other one. Because he did say, didn't he say that at the battle? He was like, everything's going to take up my house, the house of my ancestors or whatever. Yeah. I don't remember. Wasn't it? It was all snakes and, <laughs> and jazz. Well, it's a bowler hat. Child. In, uh, isn't it? Isn't that what they use in Cursed Child? Oh, so, yeah. I don't even. <laughs> I can't fuck about it. <laughs> I keep the secrets, Matt. Oh, gosh. Ebola. Okay. Well, that was it? Yeah. I have one other question. <clears throat> sure. Dairy Queen, I know you're listening. Sponsor oh, us. Lord. Yes. <laughs> Blizzards for life. <laughs> I want a cookie dough blizzard with extra cookie dough made with chocolate ice cream. Okay, thank oh, you. I thought you were going to say with extra blizzard. <laughs> I want a blizzard that's just vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> that's a milkshake. You would have a vanilla with vanilla swirl in the blizzard. No, I like Dairy Queen's chocolate. I know. Just mess be able with to you. tell the difference between the vanillas. I just don't like chocolate <laughs> cake. It's not even chocolate. It's just chocolate ice cream. Yeah. No, I know, but I just hate chocolate cake. I don't like. There's no cake. cake. I know. I'm just general. Just saying, she doesn't I just enjoy hate chocolate, chocolate cake. cake. A chocolate. No, just I mean, hey, bag, bag. You do you, boo. You well, like isn't your it vanilla. Bruce, Brucey from uh, Matilda if... doesn't care for your thoughts, Megan. <laughs> well, I don't care. So fan okay. story, all right? Yeah, yeah. Can you let's <laughs> let's do this? Okay. This week's story comes from Latasha Wildman. Hi, ladies. I am in Ravenclaw. My Patronus is a husky. That's awesome. And my wand is redwood with dragon heartstring cord, thirteen and a half inches, pliant flexibility. Can I just say no? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that I am jealous of almost every single person that sends in what their Patronus is because yeah. all of them yeah. are cooler than mine. All right, Megan, <laughs> yeah. let's have a conversation about has who has cool no. Patronuses. Mine's literally a vol. We are focusing <laughs> our attention on Latasha at the moment. I'm Continue. just saying I very much Please. like your Patronus, Latasha, and I am jealous of it. It's cool. <laughs> Goodness gracious. I love a good husky. They're so beautiful. I know, they especially are. the brown ones. Yes. A quality pooch. So cute. I am from Auckland, New Zealand. I don't normally listen to podcasts, and I'm so happy that I found you guys. I looked up Harry Potter podcast, found Swish and Flick, and can't stop listening. Mm. I started listening in September 2019 and up to book four right now. I love listening to you all and hear how much you love Harry Potter and all the laughter, too. Also love all the fan stories, and I cry with you and all the really emotional ones. My Harry Potter story is that I saw half the movies before I gave the books a go. In 2006, I was 15 years old. My big sister moved to a farm. We are all really close. I only got to see her in the school holidays. Over the Christmas summer break, we started reading Harry Potter to each other before bed because we slept in the same room. We started with Chamber because she said I had seen Philosopher's Stone a few <laughs> times and that it was close to the book and that the only chapter I should read was Diagon Alley. I love the movies already and love the books even more. I have listened to the audiobooks heaps of times too, the Stephen Fry ones. I'm a, I'm a Potter cer uh, ceramist. That's what That's I was awesome. like. You're a Potter. 
I was work... thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I was like, oh, no, you mean literally you work with clay. Cool. <laughs> I'm a potter, too. Oh, okay. No, got it. Mm-hmm. And work with my mom and sister. I play the audiobooks in your podcast all the time in the studio. My mom has been enjoying it and asked the other day if I had already heard this episode, and I had to explain that it was a different episode and that there are over 100 right now. <laughs> I, I enjoy how in-depth you get with all the meanings and explaining them to my mom. Thank you so much for doing this podcast, and don't let the muggles get you down. Thank, Aww, you. thank you, Latasha. Thank you. thank you, Latasha. That was a feel-good fan story. It yeah. was. Yeah, really nice. <clears throat> <clears throat> Let's say ye, KT. Okay, guys. Guys, a long, yeah. long, 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 long time ago, uh, my good friend In Tiffany... galaxy far <laughs> Yeah, my good friend Tiffany got me this unofficial Harry Potter joke book, and I told everybody that I was going to read a joke on all the episodes, and totally forgot <laughs> about it. And as we were going through our stuff, we found it. So guess what? I'm going to flip yes! to a random page, and we're going to read a time. joke on it. Jokey yeah. White. Oh, Why yeah. Don't you just like start on page one and literally like mark them off as you go. I could do that too. Speaking of Jokey White, <laughs> she forgot about it. No, I edited that episode and there was chunks of me not being able to breathe, laughing at myself because I couldn't think of the opposite of serious. And that's why I said Jokey. I at least said that like 50 It was just very funny. That episode is very funny to edit because we're crazy. Did you see Let's... it? No. Okay. All right. You guys ready? I'm ready. (laughs) She's dying over here. (laughs) Do you know what Hermione's Patronus is? Yeah, it's an otter. Well, you otter. that I remembered it and then found it and then I was like, yes, I have to do this. <laughs> I just want to let everybody know that Iggy did not think that that joke was funny and he's giving us stink eye right now. It was hilarious, Iggy. He's like, you rang that bell and woke me up from my nap. I miss. Yeah. I hate you. I actually didn't mean to ring the bell. I slapped the book down and the bell was there. It was just meant to happen. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Alright. So, find us on social media at Facebook. I mean, on Facebook at Switch and Flick Podcast, <laughs> on Twitter at Switch Flick Cast, and on Instagram at Switch Flick Cast. Your host, myself, on Twitter, Instagram, what? What are we? At Switch Flick Cast? Yeah. Is that what it is? Are you yeah. sure? Just making sure. Yeah. What? What are we again? All right. You can also follow your hosts. You can find Katie and I on Twitter at The Peaches Family and Tiffany at tiff swish underscore flick sarah is on instagram at O'Malley, and katie and i are also on instagram at the peaches family Wait, and also H's? that is three h's for O'Malley. we love doing stories on instagram and we will go live before episodes so make sure that you turn on alerts for us so that you can join in on the fun if you love our podcast and want to support us and be a part of our podcast, you can join us on Patreon. We have different levels that you can donate to us every month from $2 up to $25, and you get different things depending on the level that you choose. Um, and you can find us there at patreon.com forward slash swish flick cast. I do want to put into if you want our next box that goes out in July, you have to be signed up by the 1st of May. It's and gonna be, be May. For the $25 a month May. through July. So it has yes. to be May, June, July. Yes, not May. 
It's gonna be May. And I'm just saying that if you like Mrs. Norris, you might want to sign up for it. Mrs. So no one's gonna want the box. <laughs> well, I don't know. There might be some Mrs. Norris fans out there. Who knows? Okay, yeah, if you like our episode Mrs. about Mrs. Norris, you should sign up for it. How about that? <laughs> sure. Um, okay, so Tiffany, what's going on in your life? Well, my house has never been cleaner, even though it still looks like a hot mess. But I've been slowly chipping away. You know, donating things, getting rid of things, organizing things, and whatnot. So, lots of time to do these things. I also did legitimately turn on Pokemon Shield this morning, and I plan on getting that game going, so I'm pretty excited about that. And, for those Legend of Zelda fans out there, I read a rumor today that Breath of the Wild 2 is on track for this year. 2020 and I'm like cool super stoked if that's true and I also took a really nice walk today with the Fosbear and listened to Harry Potter and it made me feel really good good there's also a lot of robins out and it's the first day of spring it is happy today's the first day of spring yeah yeah Yeah. (gasps) happy first day of spring there are more robins outside than people (laughs) (laughs) I love robins every time I see one I'm like yes it's I don't know if I know what a robin. I it's have to look at it. The red-breasted bird. Robins are better than. Is it like red people. robin? So Sorry, like, let me talk about that place true. for a minute. They used to have, and they might still do it some places. Like some red robins <clears throat> have someone dressed up as the robin. It still freaks me out to this day. That like, I don't like. I'm I don't, sorry, you're I don't afraid like of a robin. I don't know. They always want to like. They can't talk to you, but they want you to talk. I don't know. It just really freaks me out. Sorry. Me- Megan, why don't you talk about your life? Yeah, would you? <laughs> um, so I'm working from home, so that's an adjustment, but it's going well. I am getting rid of a ton of stuff, and we're trying to clean. It sort of ended up backfiring on us because our washer broke. And if anybody's following my apartment woes, you know that this is just a lot, you know, a succession of many things that have happened to us at this place. Just about the only appliance mm-hmm. that hasn't broken was a, our microwave, because we don't have a microwave. Yeah, so. we don't have one, so it's safe um, from breakage at this place. So, yeah, You so, know what's safe from not having a microwave? Making tea in your microwave, which is a wonderful thing. Oh, I don't like making tea no. in the microwave. That's what I'm saying. That's a good oh. thing. Oh, okay, yes. Because of Sarah, I have a <laughs> lovely kettle that I use. Kettle it up kettle it up um so yeah we tried to do laundry but now it's kind of overtaken because we've been without a washer um we rearranged our living room so that we could put our desk in here so that we can watch some tv together while we work and it's been great we started watching crikey it's the irwins crikey and it makes me now want to go to australia and become a zookeeper so you know that might be my next journey in life we'll see i guess you're cracking me up (laughs) And the cats are loving that we're home. I was going to say that. I've been spending a lot of time with the boys, like, just during the day. They demand <laughs> playtime. It's so cute. Literally, both of them, on different occasions, have walked up to us at, at our desk with a toy and dropped it and then started meowing at us to play with them. Relentlessly. So. Kitty, them. kitty, mew, mews. Mm-hmm. Katie. What's up? Oh, that was me. I was spending more time with my cat. That's all you got to say. That's all. That's it. Oh, um, I'm trying to get fit. We're doing yoga. Doing yoga and also a mix of yes. cardio and resistance. So 
It's been good. I feel good. Yeah. Getting so swole. Getting so swole. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually. Leviosaing every day. Mm-hmm. Sasa. Um, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Um, a lot of obviously things have been canceled um with my own personal life. <clears throat> um and that's about it. <laughs> Uh, I've been reading a lot and watching stuff. So, like, I've been rewatching. So, I rewatched Weeds, which is very, like, um, very adult. So, like, don't watch it if you're, like, a kid. Um, but I was rewatching Merlin, um, which is a good show that I watched. I don't know if I ever actually finished it. Like, I know I got to the last Merlin season. Was pretty good. Um, I really, I just really like that show a lot. So, I've been rewatching that. Um, and then another show I've been watching, and I don't know what channel it's on because I've been watching it on Hulu, is Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. And it's mm. basically about a girl that, like, something happens to her. Like, she's getting an MRI because her dad has this illness, and she's, like, afraid that she's going to get it. Or afraid that she, because she was just having a bad day, was afraid she, she had it. So she was getting an MRI, and then, like, some weird thing happened. And now she, like, hears people's emotions through song. Um,. And, like, before this happened, she was very much a person that, like, would never, like, doesn't listen to music, like, doesn't really know anything about music. Um, and so now, like, she'll hear a song and she, like, doesn't even know, like, what the song is. But, like, then she's, the episode is her trying to, like, help whomever is singing to her and figure out, like, what's wrong with them. And if you know me, I love anything with singing. Um, and, like, Skylar Austin is one of the main guys in it. Um, and he's a very good singer. He was in Pitch Perfect. Um Yes, it's just such a really good show, and I really like the people in it. Um, who played Lorelai? What is her name? Lorelai Lee Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> She's I don't in know, it. lady. Um, I can't remember. Lauren Graham. Lauren, Lauren Graham. Graham. Lauren you. Graham. So Lauren Graham is in it. She's the girl's boss. Um, I, I just—it's such a good show, and I'm really thoroughly enjoying it. Um, and like some parts are like a little cringe for me. I won't lie. Um, but it's it's just a really good feel good show. Um, it does deal with some sensitive topics, but it's like super. Um, like her, the person that like lives across from her is um like gender fluid and like, oh my gosh. Well, I was gonna say like he probably does amazing makeup, but obviously it's not him putting makeup on him during like it's whoever's doing the makeup. But I just really like I really really like the show. Watch it. So, um, I want to put a trigger warning right here for anybody that doesn't want to hear anything about what's going on in the world, but I did want to put in a little, f I want to make this a fun section that we can put in for the next couple of episodes where we can just like go around and suggest something to do at home just to try to remind everybody to stay at home and find ways to, um, be social in other, other ways than going out. Okay, so I have a suggestion. I have a fitness group that I'm a part of, and we decided that every morning at 9 o'clock, we have a Zoom hangout with each other for an hour. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. It's been pretty nice. That's really nice. Yeah. Anybody else? Do you? <laughs> Does it have to be a social suggestion or just... No, any? just no, like something no, to do at home. Something. Um... Find a project that you did not have time to do before. For example, me, I do enjoy the occasional cross-stitching, and it gets put on the back burner all the time. And pick it up again and give it another shot. 
that's a good idea. Um, I have really been trying to get back into reading. So I'm hoping that this gives me more opportunity to be able to do that. And I also, like, if any, like, if you guys have, like, a porch or a balcony at your place, like, just make sure that you go out and get a little bit of fresh air. They do say that with social distancing, you can go for walks as long as you pay attention to your surroundings and stay away from others who might be doing the same thing. So, like, just make sure that you get out, get some Mm -hmm. fresh air. Keep your body Um, moving. Yeah, keep your body moving. And then um, also... I, you know, you could listen to podcasts. <laughs> you could listen to Swish and Flick. <laughs> which you're all already doing if you're hearing this, but. Mm-hmm. Um, and lastly, maybe I should save some of these if we're going to do this for a couple of episodes, but I highly yeah. recommend yoga because it's relaxing and it also really does help with stress. It helps with your breathing and just like get you centered and. Let's you just not think about anything else for 30 minutes while you're just worried about, like, your well-being. So don't forget Mm -hmm. about taking care of yourself. And yoga is an amazing break from reality for, like, a half hour. So, and there's a lot of free yoga apps that you can look for. Yep. Sarah, do you have any? Um, What I typically like to do, and I know not everyone can do this, um, like, yesterday... I went for like a small drive and like for me just being around, Same. like we did yeah, um like that has always like since I've had my license and have been able to drive um and I literally it's like usually a 15 minute drive like there's um houses by me that are like really nice that are on the lake that I like just like to drive by that like I know I'll never be able to like own one of them and that's okay because they're honestly way too close together but just being by like the water and like now I can drive with the windows cracked a little bit and yeah, just be out of my house. Yeah. Um, so honestly going on that walk today and seeing flowers and squirrels and birds, like it just, it really made me feel better. And the fact that I had my pooch mm-hmm. and I was listening to Potter, like we always talk about how Potter gets us through tough stuff. Put it on. Mm-hmm. If you have the means to buy the audiobook, buy them. You want yeah. to sit down and crack one open, crack it open, get a, your favorite beverage going, whatever. Like, it's put the movie on, play games yeah. together, puzzles. I do want to say this as a warning, as someone that went to cosmetology school that has oh, cut Lord, hair and done go. hair. Here we go. And I know at least in Ohio, <laughs> all of our salons and barber shops and all this stuff have closed. Don't be like me and don't cut your hair. <laughs> don't cut bangs. <laughs> Don't do anything drastic. I got yeah. bored yesterday because we had to cancel some stuff, so I was upset. And that's not the only reason I did it. I've been thinking about cutting my hair, so I chopped like three inches off my hair last night. Um, and I don't regret it, but I also know what I'm doing. So just be safe and put the scissors down. <laughs> it's really what Sarah needed to hear yesterday. But I don't regret it. Actually, I think it's a really cute haircut. It is cute. I think you look adorable. Thanks. All right. Well, we're, we're going to save the rest. We're going to space this out a little bit. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. All right. Okay. So that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing. Just my voice. <laughs> Thank you.
it's from that made-up band that was on MTV when we were kids. It was a made-up band. Katie Reed. So, Jenny brings up that Hagrid isn't there, and the... What? I, I hate it when I, like, put things in there, and I'm like, oh, I remember, you know, where I was at, and then I don't. Um, <laughs> winter. <laughs> you know, frozen heart stuff. Yep. Blah blah blah. Ice. Stronger than a hundred. 